Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo. No, let's say it! Hey, does not exist in this dojo. Does it? No, let's say it! Hey, beast does not exist in this dojo. Does it? No, let's say it! Fear does not exist in this dojo. Does it? No, let's say it! Pain does not exist in this dojo. Does it? No, let's say it! Defeat does not exist in this dojo. Does it? All right, everyone, sorry for the little bit of a delay there. I have a little bit of technical difficulties on my end, but it looks like we are up and running. And um, I hope you stayed with us through the little bit of dead air there. Anyway, you know who I am. You know what time it is. Let's get right to the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, UFC 198. We're going to talk uh, possibly Bellator 154. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the continued rumors of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. So if you want to give us a call, give us a call, 929-477-1077. If you want to, we always want to invite you to follow us on Twitter at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you are a loyal listener, and I know that you are, please give us some Twitter love, retweet us like the tweet, and we appreciate anybody who's done that uh, in the past. Let's get right to it. Of course, one of the big topics that's been floating around the mainstream media uh, the past several weeks, um, since all of the big debacle went down with Conor McGregor, and is he retired, is he not retired, who knows? Obviously, at that point, we didn't know, but now we know he's back, and he will be back. And anybody who doubted that he wasn't going to fight again and that the UFC wasn't going to be able to patch it up was absolutely wrong. But um, I wanted to bring up something, a little bit of a new twist here in the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather saga. Of course, if you're a listener of the show, you know that uh, both Fayaz and I agree that there is probably zero chance that this fight will ever take place. But uh, excuse me, but Floyd Mayweather has come out and said that not only has there been discussions of the fight taking place, um, but uh, it's very likely to happen. Is there any, Faz, in your mind, is there any, should we take anything that Floyd Mayweather says seriously at this point? No. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I mean, come on. How's that fight going to happen? You know that that fight that fight's a great like you know we've talked about it in the past. That fight's a great novelty fight for Japan. Something like that. You think the UFC is going to release Conor McGregor to go fight 
Floyd Mayweather and dump him on his head and, you know, whatever it may be to, you know, you know, do another, uh, and let's face it, Floyd Mayweather is not coming out of retirement to fight an MMA. He's a boxer. That's what he does. So, and I just, I don't, I, I don't see it happening. I think it's uh, I think it's a good ploy on Mayweather's part to fuel the flame and to say that it that it is going to happen and possible happen even though he knows it's never going to happen. We know it's never going to happen, but the mainstream right. media that doesn't know the deal with the UFC and how these guys are contracted uh probably you know many of those people probably don't realize that McGregor can't fight outside of the UFC without the UFC's permission. Um so you know, I think I think it's just a ploy. I think, you know, obviously, and we said this when Mayweather fought Pacquiao and said he was retired, right? He's only retired yeah. until his next fight. I mean, so I think it's just his way of keeping his name out there and, and keeping the buzz around his name. So when he does come out with the quote-unquote comeback fight for that 50-0, and 0, uh, you know, his name isn't completely just something that's brought up out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, if uh, you know, if he's anything, is a an attention hound, and uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's what he that's what he is, right? So, even even being out of boxing, I think he's going to do everything he can to uh, you know keep himself relevant, and that's uh, you know, because let's face it, nobody's really talking about him anymore. Everybody's talking about Triple G. Everybody's talking about Canelo Alvarez and, you know, all these other guys. Nobody's talking about Floyd Mayweather anymore. So uh, it's uh, he, he's got to do something to keep himself in the buzz. And you know what? The more that I think about it, I have to give him props because, he's, because like, I'm doing exactly what he wants everyone to do, especially us in the MMA world. Uh, we're t- talking about it, right? He. he Floyd Mayweather, a boxer, is a topic on the majority decision of mainly mixed martial arts podcast. So, uh, hey, props to Floyd for doing his thing. But I tell you what, if that fight were to happen, and it probably won't, uh, two million buys would probably be conservative. That that wouldn't surprise me at all. Tim and Pacquiao did three million, three point two, yeah. or whatever the number was. Uh, Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy fight with McGregor. Uh, that we, you'd, you'd be looking at two million easy, I think. I agree. I mean, I think it's. Uh, yeah, of course, it would sell. Floyd's going to have to do a thing, kind of like James Tony did. He's going to have to come in, do a one-fight deal with the UFC, sell the fight, and uh, you know, Conor McGregor's going to have to win. <laughs> so that's uh, that's basically <laughs> how that's going to have to go down. Yeah, right. Let's dump the uh, retired boxer talk, and let's. Uh, I wanted to bring up just one quick note about uh, the Bellator 154. Did you get a chance to see the main event yet? Bellator, I have not seen the main event yet. No. Was it everything you hoped it would be and more? It actually was a really good fight. Um, really, it was. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, wouldn't, I mean, it wasn't a great fight. You know, it wasn't a fight that would make me say, you know what, man, I want to see these guys fight again. But it was a good fight. It was a good-paced 
technical fight, um, you know, and I was I was impressed. I was impressed by uh, King Mo stand up, and he, even though he was kind of just caught up and looking for the one punch knockout, um, he still moved around really well and didn't let uh, Phil Davis's kind of awkward, you know, angly stand up that he has uh, frustrate him. And I tell you what, uh, another thing about King Mo and. Uh, his uh, his takedown defense was on point because I don't think uh, the only time that Davis took him down, well, I think, was in the third when he rocked him. Um, it was a good fight. I, I, w- I was impressed by both guys. I felt like uh, Phil Davis um, didn't really let it go. I think he he respected King Mo's power and probably rightfully so. Uh, but uh, it was a good fight by both guys. The fact that uh, Bill Davis ended up winning, but I thought, and uh, I'd like to get your opinion, you know, shoot me a text after you watch it, let me know who you think won. I felt like, uh, I felt like King Mo won that fight, but uh, they gave it to, they gave it to Phil Davis. But it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth checking out, even though I ruined the ending for you. But uh, it's, it's definitely something worth checking out. Well, in other fights uh, this weekend, um, Let's see, uh, Odor from Texas Ranger clocks Joey Batista and then uh, and then wraps him up after, uh, <laughs> I guess he felt bad for him afterwards. It was, uh, it was kind of crazy. It was uh, kind of a <laughs> weird deal there, but uh, I'm glad everybody caught that. Out of the melee, that video, that was one of the best straight right hands on the jaw I've seen in a long time. And... Uh, it's good to know baseball players are versatile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, it's like nowadays you never know who's training, right? Right. You never know I who's mean, in was, the gym uh, on their off days. It it was ridiculous. I mean, he just threw a straight right hand right to the jaw. It was ridiculous. It was uh, yeah, you're like, man. It was it was it was a good one. I'm just gonna say that it was a good one. But anyway, getting getting back to what we usually talk about. <laughs> hey man, you know when I think about baseball fights, the one that always comes to my mind is Robin Ventura and Nolan Ryan back in I think it was the oh, early nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah, where Ventura oh, yeah. made the mistake of of uh, charging the mound on the old Texan, and uh, Nolan caught him in a headlock and just delivered some wicked headlock shots. Headlock uh, went to town on his head. Yeah, it was. Uh... Kind of crazy, kind of crazy. This one might actually top that one. I don't know. If you guys get a chance, fight fans out there, you get a chance. If you're not a baseball fan, floating around all over social media, um, it's a uh, it's it's a good punch. You you guys will enjoy it. Let's get right into the main event of MMA cards this weekend. That's UFC 198, which came to us from Curitiba, Brazil. They had a great attendance for this card, 45,000. Very solid turnout there for Brazil, and rightfully so because this was a stacked card, stacked full of uh, anybody who's ever had a name in MMA that that's came from Brazil. Um, and uh, one, one fight that I saw highlights of that was early on the fight pass card um, – uh, Antonio Rosario Nogueira, a little nod, turning back the clock. And yeah. uh, just taking out Patrick Cummings. 
Good job by that guy to kind of not fade away into obscurity. Now the big yeah, brother seems definitely. to be retired. Yeah. You think, he, you think he's retired? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, he's been in some wars, man. I mean, he he, he probably should retire, but it's uh, he, you know, who knows? He might he might come out for another Brazil card. I tell you what, the uh, I tell you what, that was the best of the best as far as you could put on at a card, you know, on a card in Brazil. Yeah, every any you know any who's who of Brazilian fighters was on that card. It was absolutely, it, you know, it was ridiculous. And I think the only fight where two Brazilians actually fought each other was Vitor Belfort and uh, Jacare, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm trying to look down the card here. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty much, pretty much. Because usually they don't do that in Brazil. They don't, try, you know, they yeah. make sure that you know, if they can help it. They try not to have two of their own fighting each other, but it happened anyway. But uh, Brazil crowd not uh, didn't seem to be too big of a fan of Vitor Belfort. No. Uh, he he kind of got he got he got booed pretty heavily in the weigh-in. Got booed when he was walking out to the, to the cage for the most part. Um, I don't know what he did to everybody in Brazil, but. Uh, I, I don't need it. Maybe, maybe they're just guy. done with him. Maybe they're just done with him. Maybe it's, uh, you know. You know, I was watching his countdown, right? And, you know, we were talking, you know, you know, we, 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 we chatted, we texted a little bit about, uh, you know, how Vitor got mowed. Well, I mean, his, his training for the fight camp, I don't even think he fought any. That makes any sense at all. And it, they, they said that in the countdown, he was at the IHP Performance Center, and the trainer said, you know, the biggest mistake fighters can make, you know, in getting ready for a fight is fighting. Well, I mean, I think you have to spar a little bit. Maybe, maybe you don't go, you get archaic about it, but I would think you'd have to spar a little bit, right? Doing simulation exercises with, you know, weight training and uh, you know, resistance training, I, I don't think is enough. Yeah, man, I don't think you want the first punch that you feel on your face to come from, you know, in, in several, several months or weeks to be coming from the guy that's trying to uh, knock your head off your shoulders. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. But you know, I, my, my guess is that they're probably worried about Vito breaking down. I mean, the guy clearly isn't the same since the TRT uh, is right. no longer a factor. And, you know, I, I hate to put it like that, but, I mean, it's just the truth. Um, you look at his last several performances, and he doesn't look the same. He doesn't move the same. And I watched that fight last night, and he just, to me, and I think he was probably, he was hesitant enough to take down, but Scott and backpedaling a little bit. But he just didn't look confident yeah. to me. He just didn't look confident yeah. to me. I could be reading that wrong, but that's just that was just my feel. Well, yeah, well, the other thing is this, right? Vitor Belfort, 
he's supposed to be a pretty decent guy on the ground. Yeah. And when he fought when he fought Chris Weidman, Chris Weidman just jumps on top of him and starts wailing, and he's got no answer for it. He fights Jacare. Jacare puts him in half guard, starts slicing him, and he's got no answer for it. I mean, you know, what are you doing? You know, it's mixed martial arts. If you're still if you're still hoping that you know you're going to be the guy you were when you were 19, who could just you know in a split second knock somebody out? That's just not not that anymore, man. You gotta you know you gotta use all the tricks in your bag and. You know, he's kind of gotten away from that. I don't know if he's just, you know, hopefully he's not just fighting to make paychecks at this point, but it seems like he's gotten away from that, and it's just it's not working in his favor. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think I think probably MMA has passed Vitor Belfort up. Uh, yeah. You know, he, got, he had the KO head kick went over Dan Henderson, but uh, like you said, against Chris Weidman, who granted – uh, very, uh, very tough guy for anybody, and and Jacare Souza the same. I mean, in your opinion, in mine, I think this guy's probably one of the top two or three jujitsu ground guys in mixed martial arts. Oh, definitely, definitely. But you know, anybody who's anybody knows jujitsu is different when you're getting punched in the face. Sorry, but it is. You know, I love jujitsu and I love it to death. But uh, you know, a lot of some things just don't work when you're getting hit in the mouth, right? And you're trying to commit two hands to something, and somebody's punching you in the face. It it doesn't always work. So, um, you know, Jacare's found a way to implement that into his game and you know keep it well rounded. Whereas Vitor Belfort seems to have gotten away from it. He's relying on one thing. And uh, if he's going to continue to fight, it's just not going to work. Jumping back down to the preliminary car on Fox Sports 1, Matt Brown and Damian Maya. Man, I I, uh, I figured Maya would win. I, I was hoping Brown would win. But, you know, I said it. We both agreed that if Maya got it to the ground, it was going to be a tough fight for Matt Brown and it was. It just seemed like it was just a matter of time until finally he snuck the arm through and uh got the got the submission choke in the closing yeah. seconds of round three. Great finish. Great finish for Damian Maya. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Damian Maya it's you know, it's like we said, if Damian Maya can get him to that position, Damian Maya's just got that opportunity to make it happen. So it's uh, Matt Brown, man. He's an animal. That dude can fight, but you know, you you get on the ground with a guy like Damian Maya, it's uh, it can only go two ways unless you're on top just pounding him. That was Damian Maya's fifth win in a row. Um, yeah, with a lot of the, other than you know when you look at the when you look at the top five, which they have in the top top six, I'm sure. After they updated, it'll be bumped up into that top five. When you look at the top six, you got Roy McDonald, one. You got Stephen Thompson, two. You got Woodley, you got Condit, and you got Hendricks. Yeah. Um, Stephen Thompson and Damian Maya, out of those top six, are the only guys that haven't fought for a title at welterweight. And with Damian Maya winning five fights in a row, 
it's hard for me not to think that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't deserve that next shot at Robbie Lawler after um, Lawler's next fight. Tyron Woodley? Yeah. Yeah. Or Woodley, whoever wins. Yeah. If Woodley can, can get the belt off of him, off the of Lawler. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I would agree with you. I mean, I, I like Damian Maya. And you know he's he's rounded out his game a little bit more. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think you should. I mean, if he's won five in a row, I think you should get the next shot. I think uh, I think I think it's going to be hard for him to fight a guy who's a strong wrestler like Tyrone yeah. Woodley. But uh, I mean, you never know anything can happen. I just feel like you know. I just feel like everybody's. Looks like they hit harder than Damian Maya. That's not to say he doesn't hit hard, because he probably because he probably does. He just you know, Tyron Woodley, man, that guy's an explosive guy. He's a wrestler. If he beats Robbie Lawler, that's going to be a tougher fight for Damian Maya. You know, if I'm Damian Maya, I'd probably I'd rather fight Robbie Lawler. You know, I, I probably got a better shot. Yeah, Lawler's kind of shown in the past. He's a- be a little vulnerable when he gets taken down by a guy yeah. on the ground, even though Lawler's a super strong guy. But, uh, you know, yeah. I think one of the things that's kind of hurt Maya uh, is the perception that he's not an exciting fighter, you know, because a lot of yeah. his wins do come from patient groundwork leading to a submission. And his stand-up isn't oh, yeah. that great. And, uh, well, I mean, it's not, it's improved, but it's, it, when I, you know, when I look at the guys on the top of the on that top five, you know, if I had to pick stand up against any of those guys, uh, Maya's not getting picked on any one of those matchups. Oh no, they not at all. Strictly stand up. Well, we've seen it in the past, right? We've seen him, we've seen him go hard, go hard, go hard, and then, you know, not be able to get there on the ground and lose fights because of that. So it's, uh, you know, that, that's his go-to, right? He's, he's probably, he's probably got enough stand up in his arsenal to try to get you to the ground. And, uh, that's his go-to. Maybe that's where he wants to go with it. But, you know, when you're going up against a good wrestler, you know, a guy who did it for any length of time, he's, you know, he's going to be able to stuff that right away. So it's going to be harder to take that guy down than it is a guy who strictly primarily likes to just stand and sprawl. Yeah, definitely. Got really quick on Cyborg. Did you think that was an early stoppage or do you think it was the right decision? No, I mean... I tell you what, it could probably only it it probably could have only gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, let, let's face it, Cyborg is what she is. She's an animal. Anybody who took and you know Leslie Smith props to her for taking that fight, but we all knew how it was going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. I, yeah, they, they were doing it for her, if anything. I mean. I mean, Cyborg can crush some people, man. I mean, she could probably knock guys out the way she fights. I mean, she's just she's just an animal. 
And I was if she can somehow if she can somehow figure out how to make that extra five pounds. Yeah, thirty-five's done, man. She's 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 uh, she's taking home that belt. I was impressed by her patience. Um, she didn't just try yeah. to run through Leslie Smith and mow her down. She was patient. Right. Um, you know, she stayed with the combos, and um, you know, I think that's I think that's a dangerous cyborg. I would really really like to see her fight Holly Holm. I think Holly Holm is is a, is probably one of the stronger girls in that division that she could move up to 145 and fill into that weight very well and probably have the best chance of any of the ladies at being able to stand up uh, with Cyborg. I think I would yeah. rather see that fight than her fight even Ronda. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even care if she fights Ronda. I don't. I, I could care less if that fight ever ever happens. But I'm just anxious to see if they, uh, you know, if they do a 45. If they do a 45 division for some of the girls that you know it is harder for them to uh, make the weight, and then uh, we we see a little bit more competition on that end. Otherwise, if she cuts the 35. I'm, she's gonna she's gonna wipe the division, man. I don't see anybody. You know what? I would give the only other just bruiser who's in that division right now is Cat Zingano, and uh, I'd be anxious to see how Cat hangs with her. I think Cat's a tough girl, but I don't think she's strong enough. Well, I mean, but, but but in all fairness, I don't think. I don't think any of the girls are probably, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But let's, try, let's <laughs> jump to the main event. Let's jump to the main event. Um, man, I tell you what, uh, we, we were both leaning on Fabricio Werdum. But I tell you what, man, and I, and I talked to uh, one of the listeners today, and they were saying that, they kind of felt like Fabricio Werdum just looked like he was ready to get knocked out. You know, like yeah. sometimes guys just walk to the cage and you look like they just, you just got that feeling like, man, this is not going to go well for them. And sure enough, Stipe Miocic knocked him out going backwards. Man, how impressive was that? Uh, that was awesome, man. You know, Stipe Miocic to me is a uh, – he's just a dynamic athlete, good wrestler, Good boxer, good movement, in and out. Looks like it looks like he caught Fabrizio on a day where Fabrizio wanted to show off for the Brazilian fans. You know, he was hanging in there with Fabrizio. You know, he was hanging in there with Fabrizio, and he ran at him, and he got caught. And Stipe, we already know has ridiculous power. You can't run in at a guy like that. He's just going to hit you in the mouth. Right? Ask uh, Jose Batista. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And I, and I was blown away. Uh, but, but you know, Fabricio, to me, looks soft. Like, he, he, he looks soft. Like, his body, he, he just looks soft. I mean, he, he doesn't have a great physique to begin with. 
But, uh, you know, he just looks soft to me. I, I think, you know, take nothing away from Miocic because he did everything he needed to do to win. But, yeah. uh, you know, again, going back to just it looked like where Doom just, I don't know, like you said, maybe he was just, you know, this is his time to show off to the Brazilian fans and, and his time to shine. He just didn't take it seriously or whatever, but... Man. Yeah, I think I think he just got you know he got caught up in the emotions of it all, and he got caught taking nothing away from Stepe. That he got the job done, and he's the champ. All right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Majority Decision. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be right back here Friday night at 10 p.m.